so this isn't the first episode. This is me just having the time and um, wanting to share. So next week is my new week. I'll say that. It's a new week for me because everything a part of this old year is finalized on today, on this Sunday, on the final day of the week. And so I'm just sitting here now, not really reviewing and going over, but just looking forward to and just, um, I was talking to God about the things that have happened and the things that I now currently have in my my hands to manage and sort through. And um, I'm literally preparing to move. So I'm packing up as well and getting rid of some things. So I think that's a lot of kind of like this whole review because I'm looking at things you know, that have gone on throughout the year, letters that have been written and things I want to hold on to. Or if I don't need to hold on to God, you know, let me part ways with this. So I was also thinking about, well, many of you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I got married and I've been married for about a year now, more than a year, excuse me. <laughs> it's been more than a year, but okay. But, um, and it just wasn't working out. Like the relationship wasn't working out. The connection was weak. And so I'm at this point now where he he decided, you know, this is enough. Enough is enough. You know, you you when I say you, him talking to me, like you are just d- difficult to deal with. You are stubborn. You are, you don't want to, whatever it, like all of the things he said, and he has to go. Okay, cool. I didn't agree with this. Of course, it, it, it upset me. It's not the first time. But this time, I was more so like, Angel, let him go. But I had a lot of say. I just wanted to say things to him. And I, and I, and I, couldn't, I couldn't talk to him. So I just literally sent some text messages. But I had to get on my computer to text, um, text him the things that I wanted to say. Because, you know, it was a lot. <laughs> And I didn't want to voice type. So anyways, I did that. I uh, cleared myself out that night. And then um, it kind of restarted another day. I think it was on yesterday. And then I said a couple of other things. And then I just was like, you know, it is, it's not use. It's not worth it. You know, it's just useful. And then, you know, some other things just came to light. Because your girl is nosy. But um, I said all of that to say this. I chose this person. <laughs> I chose to marry this person. I mean, automatically, it was very little thought that I had because of the bond that I thought was there, that I had built with him. I thought the maturity was there. I thought that he, throughout his life, he lived. Of course, nobody's perfect. I wasn't looking for him to be perfect, just perfect for me. But I thought that he had a better mental process of knowing what it is he wanted and putting forth the effort to have just that i'm not even just have that because he had it and i think he had it in so many people but to 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 be there to be in what you want you know to be that to be exactly what you want that was missing that was completely oblivious to him so from my point of view that's just that's my opinion 
But one thing that I realized at at this very moment, um, I remember one time he asked me, was he a narcissist? Because his, I think one of his exes had called him a narcissist. And I thought about it because, of course, we know what narcissism is. And I was like, no, you're, you're not a narcissist. But at that point, I knew it was something. I just did not quite know what it was. But today, I found it out. This person is a sociopath. So let me break this down. The only reason I'm saying he has sociopathy is because he's not necessarily dangerous to others. You know what I'm saying? Um, and but he could be, but he, he could do some things, but like in the moment, things might, and stuff will happen. And then it's like, oh, well this and, or that, or, you know, and when I say dangerous, it's not just harm, physical harm. Like oh, it's a lot of, it's all kinds of harm that you can cause somebody. I'm just not regarding that other people have rights to how they feel. Other people have rights to this or to that, like, you know, or, you know, the, uh, there's a law put in place. So narcissists, um, they aren't very dangerous. They just don't care to be, to be simple, but a sociopath, they care about them and what they want and how they want it without the regard of how would, how you want it. So now I will say he put up a good fight as far as, you know, giving me things uh, that, mm, how can I say this? There's really no way to clean it up, but it's basically like giving me things that he thinks I would want, like, um, or things that may calm me down or put me in a better mood, which those things did not do though, do that. I clearly said, this is what puts me in a mood that you need me to be in. The mood, you need me to be in this mood. This is what puts me in there. Candy doesn't do it. Soda don't do it. Talking to me about Goku, don't do it. Talking to me about cars, don't do it. Talking to me about exes, don't do it. Talking to me about the past, does not do it. The past with you and whoever else. Now, if it's talking about our past, cool. I'm all in for that conversation because that leads us to where we are right now or where we were supposed to have been. But um, food doesn't do it. I love food. <laughs> food. Now, food will take put me in a mood of, you know, uh it ain't that serious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. But food does not put me in a space to reconcile or to work through these things. Um, and that's what's important for me to be in a certain mood. Now, so with this, um, with this revelation, I do feel like sociopaths are way more dangerous than narcissists. I say this because I've dealt with a narcissist. Um, narcissists really don't have feelings. Sociopaths do. They do have very deep, strong feelings. And they are way more dangerous, in my opinion, than people who just don't have empathy for you as you, 
you would want them to have you know they wouldn't um and and then i know they said something about dangerous but narcissists can be dangerous um i would say narcissists are dangerous when they're when they are unrestricted um but i think the main difference is that sociopaths disregard um you disregard authority sociopaths they will whatever they need to do to get themselves in a better position they'll do it whether it's lie to authority whether it's uh, ma manipulate trick um you know sociopaths are very controlling but they're controlling in a way where they seem to give up control but at the same time if it does not go their way they're out they opt out they don't they don't want to they don't want to do it because their way to them is the right way is the way it's going to go you know or whatever so and i do believe being connected to someone like that is very much troubling and it's just but it's difficult to know that we as adults have these behaviors that we have not grown out of because and, and it's sad because when people are very well educated it's like you learn these things throughout your your time of education which we should always be educating ourselves but let's say you had a formal education you went to high school you went to college you know maybe you went to tr to a trade school you even in a trade school they give you these op options and electives and you know you can take psychology sociology you, you could take these other classes just to learn and expand your mind about how to better manage your career. That's the purpose to have these classes available to you. So um, I do think a sociopath, I, I do believe in something called a narcissistic sociopath. I do. Not to really just throw those things together, um, but I do believe in that. And but not all narcissists are sociopaths. Sociopaths to me are way more dangerous because with a narcissist, you can basically break it off and they're just going to be like, you know, OK, you know, but a sociopath, because the sociopath's feelings are involved and they are deep and they are dark and a lot of the times they are hidden they'll always have this narrative of you know the other person is wrong or the other person missed out or the other person lost or i can escape this and i can escape that because this is what i'm going to do and this this is that's the only thing that they always turn to now did i know this about this situation the this condition yes but did I know this about this man I married? Absolutely not. Mind you, this was a friend that I thought was a friend, like a deep rooted friendship bond. I mean, beyond marriage, you could, because for anything, I would ask him to be my friend. If you can't be my husband right now, be my friend, because we have, you know, he has bonded with so many people. He has so many friendships. I understand that. But the level of friendship that we, 
you know, put together back then and going into now, like before 2021, I did not involve myself. So I had no clue about the level of behavior, I would say toxic behavior that really rested on him. Um, because it was always somebody else did this and somebody else did that. And, oh, you know, I I did the best that I could with this person. And if you did the best you can with anybody, it will work out. That's plain and simple. You doing the best you can with an individual, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a project, you doing your best, it will work out. And it doesn't need another person to work out. Me? Did I give my best? I, you know what? That's something for me to think about. No, I didn't. My best kind of um, faded out because first off, very first day, I gave my best. I gave my all. I opened up everything, not just to him, just to everybody involved. But when I realized, okay, Angel, slow down. And I never, and I didn't realize this before, but with him, I realized, okay, I need to slow down. With other people, I get I, full speed ahead, but then it came to a stop. It's just an abrupt stop because it's like, oh, no, this ain't it. But with him, it's like, I initially said, no, this ain't it. But I came back around and I just slowed down. So I wasn't giving my best anymore. My me building back up to my best was me sitting down having these conversations and me asking for counseling and me asking him to communicate effectively and to properly properly um you know use the tools. That's the thing. I thought he had these tools. Is he puts on this amazing ability to just be whatever you need him to be, but he's missing the tools. And so I did, he did ask me to teach him and I told him, no, I, I rejected that. And I was like, I'm, I'm your wife. I don't feel like I should be teaching you. And then another older lady said, yes, you have to teach him. And I disagreed with her because mm, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was supposed to be put in a position. Like if I'm to, if I'm going to teach you, cool, I could teach you, but we're not going to be this close because me teaching people, in my experience, everybody always gets to this place where they don't like what I say. They don't agree with what I say. Some get mad, don't want to work with me no more. Some get mad, push through it and get to the point they need to be and then understand. And then they, they, uh, they, the work was amazing. They loved working with me. They love talking to me. So <laughs> how could you do that with your husband when you know what kind of, um, therapy you're involved in and you know how the, the process goes because I don't take it easy and the reason why I don't take it easy is because it's you doing your own work I can't take it easy if I take it easy you won't get to where you need to be so I'm not going to take it easy I'm going to go everywhere I am allowed to go because it's really not me it's the power of God working through me to help you open up to the God within yourself that's really all it is so by me doing that and me being your spouse, it's like, do we really need that? You know, why don't we just go to someone else? Or why don't you just go see a counselor or just somebody you trust? 
That was my suggestion. So, um, <clears throat> if you don't know and you need to know if you're dealing with a sociopath or a narcissist, um, don't get this confused with now the antisocial personality disorder. I don't think that goes into too much of into uh, one of these because the, the the title is antisocial. Narcissists aren't really antisocial. Um, sociopaths aren't really antisocial, but they're not as social as a narcissist because a sociopath really, like I said, they are they 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 cling to what they're trying to control basically. That's that's what I'm saying. A narcissist, oh, they're going to be a narcissist with everybody. Um, they're going to try to string everybody along. So, but the narcissist can be very malicious and can be very destructive. And they can look like a sociopath because of the bully effect. You know, they like to bully you. A narcissist will bully you, will try to make you do what they want because this is what you they they want you to feel like this is what you need to be doing or this is what you have to do um so they share a couple of traits but the distinguishing traits are um what's making them do <laughs> what they're doing um a sociopath is more conniving is more manipulative um they their ego um is um you know to be honest they don't really have a personality they they adjust to the the, the atmosphere the situation that's going on or to 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 you they will adjust to you easily a narcissist you cannot get that person to adjust to your attitude or your personality they won't it they won't they're going to they, they have their own but a sociopath a sociopath thinks it's best to be like-minded with to look like-minded without being like-minded that's why i feel like it's way more dangerous because you're putting on a mask and you're lying to me and you're saying we think the same and we have the same goals but we really don't so sociopaths are the real con artists and they can take on any personality that fits. It's like being hollow and just whatever fits there. I was talking to somebody and um, they were explaining a little bit to me about how I was feeling. And it was basically saying, you know, a sociopath will have somebody and it's not working out how they want it to. They'll move them and just put another warm body right there. It's not about them it's not about who they are in love with. See, that's what I was getting confused because I was thinking, oh, he's in love with somebody else. And he, and it's not necessarily that. They're just in love with them and they're in love with what they want. Oh, my daughter's phone is going off. She said it took it with her. They are in love with what, what they want. So they put anybody in that position and have the picture that they want until it doesn't work out anymore. So, um, how do I turn this down? I don't know what I just did. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they're the ultimate con artists. Um, so they are harder to 
they're harder to notice. And you know what? Just me saying that right now, I'm kind of glad about this experience because now I know if it doesn't, if it, trust your feelings, trust your feelings, trust your feelings. I trust my feelings, but I decided, you know, to go with, like I said, on the strength of the bond that I had with this man, literally was born I'm not going to say born into his life, but just was born and just with him, you know, and then growing up and then making a choice to be his friend. And we were friends. And so I, I don't know. It's just the conversations we had, the experiences we had and the things that we talked about, not even realizing he's talked about these things with so many other people. I just didn't realize that. Like I've I've heard and I've seen certain things here and there but I always thought his heart was pure and that he actually wanted what he said he wanted and I know I wanted what I'm saying that I want so let's put these wants together let's combine them and let's move forward but we couldn't do that because this was an artist this was an artist who did not know how to get away from his craft his craft is what he does he doesn't get his way he runs away he leaves and then he gives what, what you gave him, what you shared with him, he shares with the next person. So, but his thing was, I'm, I'm sharing this with this person and they don't want to get along and they don't want to go when I'm pretty sure everybody he met decided, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'll go do that with you. I'll do that with you. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, but you said, because right now I'm, I'm in the spot where we made plans. We are right there at the plans he leaves. Now, those same plans he's taken with him to somebody else and said, hey, these are the plans. Are you coming with me? And of course, they're going to say yes. He's, an, he's a great person. He, he is an amazing person. I love artists. Artists are amazing at what they do, whether it's art, paintings, uh, fashion, or conning people. They are amazing at what they do. They are dedicated to their craft and he is dedicated. This has been a lifelong journey and I just don't know. I want to say, I don't think he's going to stop, but I just don't know because he has to be the one to put this aside and to say, I'm no longer going to do this. I'm going to lay this down. I'm going to retire this and I'm going to do it another way. Um, So they are very hard to spot out because they are going to hit you with you know, well, this is what I once told you. This is how I, you know, we were and we think alike. We're the same person. We we have the same things. And I used to tell him all the time, we're not the same person. Yes, we are. No, we're different. He didn't want to hear it. We are not the same person. But they want to impress the, that person. They want to win your approval. They want to be appreciated, not even realizing that they're appreciated just as they are. Like, I get you're a sociopath. Just be a sociopath. Because this is what... Okay, and when I say that, this is what I'm saying. Dang, I did this to hurt you. But my my true intentions weren't, aren't to hurt you. But this is what was done and why I done it. And I'm, and I'm, I'm working on not doing this. I'm working on being more authentic. Because be, being a sociopath ain't being authentic. Being a sociopath, like I said, is taking on masks of other people, taking on the personalities of other people to get out of them what it is you want. 
So if you're going to be a sociopath, just be a sociopath, but be honest, even in your sociopathy. That's all I'm saying. That's how I can look at him. That's how I can talk to him. And that's how I can even take him back if he were to come back. If I were to decide this is what we need to do, we need to work on this and get it together. Because, listen, being a sociopath or being a narcissist or being antisocial, these things take assistance. Whether you go to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a therapist, whether it's your pastor, whether it's your friends, whoever it is that can support you, they need to, but these people need to know who you are. First of all, you have to be honest about who you are. When you're a sociopath, you know you're a sociopath. Nobody goes out doing these things and and, and like, I just don't know why I do this. You do know why. It's because you get a thrill out of getting everything you want from someone and then moving on to the next one. That person sees the real you. You know what? I wrote something down that I want to say. Let me go back to my notes. Um, yeah, I said when people reveal their actual face to you, they must, they have to disassociate with you at that point because <laughs> they don't want their true self to be as clear as how they present themselves to others. So now they have to, to spin the narrative and say, you're the one that, you know, was so difficult and you're the one that didn't want to have a good life. And you're the one that this, and you're the one that that, while the whole time their life is just spinning, their will is just spinning without friction it it can't even catch ground it's just spinning no matter where they go they're still a spinning wheel and then they take somebody else with them in this whirlwind and the other person is looking around like why why did i do this why did you do this what's going on how it that's why but you have to have a grounding in yourself oh my gosh thank you god Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for grounding me. Thank you for allowing me to be grounded. Thank you for allowing me to be expressive in my emotions. Thank you for not allowing my emotions to take over. I Even in this situation, I used to lie to myself and say, you know, it's because I'm emotional. It's this. And then it was none of that. It was because the chaos from within him and around his spinning wheel was getting to me. And I was handling it the best way that I could. And I just couldn't do anything about it anymore but i didn't want to let it go because i knew that i'm the type of person that can put my heels in dig in and do the work and i was willing to help him do the work but i needed calm i needed that i needed him to slow his wheel down and to realize look dude you put it on the front just be honest with yourself and i said that so many times you got to start with being honest with yourself So instead of bragging, instead of having conversations that's centered on you and what happened with you and what's going on with this person and how that person is coming against you and how everybody's coming against you and how they don't like you and how they're blaming you for everything. Just sit down, chill out, cool off and just focus on you and why you're not being honest, because maybe those people would would give you some compassion if you were just honest enough to say this is what i do i like what i like and i like getting what i want when i need it from whoever can give it to me i'm not really in love with nobody because i'm not really in love with myself i'm mystery i'm misusing myself i'm mismanaging myself therefore I ain't got no choice but to mismanage you, but make it look pretty. 
I, I can massage you every night. I can cook for you every night. As long as you give me what I want, we good. I can function. I can manage. I can go do this. I can go tackle this. I could I could tell you about all these plans and dreams and the things I want to build for you and the things that we're going to do together. I could do that. Until they sit down and say, look, I didn't have clear direction. I just, I just, I just want to live or I don't know what a sociopath really wants. That's the thing that I don't know. I don't really know the mind of a sociopath. I might start doing some studying or researching, but probably not. Cause when I say he's gone, he's gone. And I have plans that I'm not finna um, put off anymore. I have been putting off plans and, you know, doing things, thinking everything's going to come together. Let me handle it. Let me handle it. Okay, cool. Like car situation. I need a car insurance. I need nothing that was handled. So when he left, I just took care of it. I took care of it, paid my fees and got everything straight. And now I'm starting to clear out. I was supposed to start packing a month ago. So I'm just here in this situation. I don't know the next step. God hasn't told me what the next step is. Well, to be honest, and that's the thing. See, God gives me these things as they come because I literally was here planning on spending time, quiet time by myself, you know, praying, reading, praising, whatever. And then God said, hey, realization, revelation. Why don't you talk about it? I'm like, oh, okay. So I went and grabbed everything out to sit down so that I could talk about it. Me talking about it is also me realizing that how deep this actually went. So knowing that I was that close with a sociopath, it doesn't make me hate him. I even told him, I want to hate you right now. I want to hate you so bad, but I just can't. It's not in me. And I, I even asked God about it. And I wrote it down. I don't know where I wrote it. But God was like, this not, that's not in you, you know. And knowing how apologetic this person was, the reason why he was so apologetic is because his apology serves his needs. His apology served his goals. His apology served what he wanted, what he you know, the selfishness, the, the apology didn't serve the marriage. The apology didn't serve the family. The apology didn't serve the situation. The apology only served him because in this, he expected, oh, I forgive you. Now, let me give you what you want or let me do what you want me to do or let me be this way that you want me to be. And that's not how apologies actually work. So um, sociopaths are way, you know what? He's like math or science. Anyways, same thing to me, <laughs> um, but sociopaths are very calculated. They are very calculated and they even premeditate the things that would seem to us as aggression. Like they premeditate this. They know what they're going to do. They know how long it's going to take to get to that point. They know all of these things. So that's why I started noticing little little things and I'm like, okay, he getting ready to talk about he ready to leave again. Like just these little things. Even this last time I noticed it. It was small things he would do. I'm like, okay, so this is about to come out again. 
And it came out. And once he said that, I don't want to talk no more. Like, I didn't want to hear nothing else he had to say. He's talking about, we got to leave. Uh, we got to call it quits. Or I'm going to have to leave you. We're going to get a divorce. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. But I just didn't know, quite know at the time that he was practicing sociopathy. I can't say. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say practicing sociopathy. I'm, I believe at this point he knows what he's doing. He knows what he is doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. With a narcissist, they don't have the time to calculate and premeditate. They just react. Oh, you ain't giving me what I want? Boom, bam, pow. All those action words. <laughs> Here come the lies. Here come the intimidation. But a sociopath, they already know what lies they're going to tell. They already know the intimidations they're going to present. They know all of these things. They already know how they're going to hide this and what they're going to do with that. But all of that to say, you know what question that I'm hearing? Well, what are you? Okay. Who, who, you know what? I, did somebody actually ask me this? I don't know, but if you want to put a name on what it is, let's say, I'm not really stuck on wanting, wanting my way. Like, I do want my way. But if I don't get my way, I'm very, very, how can I say, like, compromising. I don't compromise much, but I will compromise when I don't get my way. But I am more likely to not deal with um, not deal with the drama, I would say. Like, I feel like I, I did not, with this this last relationship, I did not deal with it very well at all. I am more, like, unresponsive. Well, before now, I was more unresponsive to emotions, I would say. So... I have some unresolved emotional dealings and me talking about these things and working through them puts me in a place that I can, because I do seek treatment. I talked to my counselor just this week. Uh, I know how to say, you know, how I feel. I know how to express how I feel. But the thing is, it's, 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 it's not easy. And I wouldn't say that it's, um, it's just not easy. I'm thinking while I'm talking, and I'm just thinking about how this, how this, how this experience, how this experience has gone. 
And to say, well, what are you, I remember going to, I was seeing a psychologist at the time and I was diagnosed with antisocial or no social anxiety. That's what it is. Social anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with that. And with that, it it put me in a place where I have irrational anxiety. I have, uh, I'm self-conscious. I'm, I'm easily embarrassed and I have a lot of fears. So when you put somebody with social anxiety disorder with a sociopath, it's like saying, it's like saying, I, that's why I accept people as they are. But it's like saying I accept you as they are because I ain't somebody who will be like, oh, mm -mm, can't deal with that. Let me go to the next one. Like when I was out and about and I didn't really have my, my setting, I would say, I could talk to different people. I could interact and I could you know, even date and meet this person for lunch or dinner or a night movie or, you know, spend the night or whatever. But once I say this, I really want to be connected and close to somebody. And I can't even do that for long because I think I was telling one of them I want to be more close. Not necessarily to him, but I was telling him, look, it's getting time for me to do this. So I'm we're going to have to stop. So. That's why. I more so want to work it out. That's why I more so want to fix this and, and stay together because I have this uh, social anxiety. Whew, that was not easy for me to say. That <laughs> was not easy for me to say. But the psychopathic attributes are also there with that social anxiety. And it it is it more feeds on the fears that i have and me being not as concerned for people that's why i don't like to really bond with people i don't really care too much for because when if i don't care about you i could i could hurt you and i'm not just talking about hurt your feelings type of way like that's the psycho psych, psychotic part of having social anxiety um and it's, it's, I mean, so, and I can't sit here and say I care for all people because some people I don't really care for. So I make sure to stay a distance, you know, and work on myself so that I can pray in a pure heart for whatever I need to because I'm working with other people. I can't be out here saying I don't care about people because I do care about people. Heck, I cared about my first husband. I care about this husband. But I also care about myself um to not put myself in a position to not to no longer care for you. You know what I'm saying? So like my first husband, I really don't too much care for his being like the, the, the way that he is, the way that he talks, I don't care to include myself. So I keep my distance and you know, he doesn't need me to be a father and I don't need him to be a mother. Um, so we keep our distance from one another. Now, like I said, that person was an extreme narcissist. That was the definition of narcissist. Beside the word narcissist and the other many pictures, his pictures there. Um, but I understand that 
how he feels when it comes to women. No, no, felt, not feels. I haven't known him in years. I don't know. But back then, felt when it comes to women and how he managed women, even down to his mother. Um, you know, there, you know, I'm not going to talk about that too much. But so what about you? I, so I have social anxiety. And with that social anxiety, um, I pay attention to my feelings. And so when I don't have feelings or I don't really care too much, the psycho, the psychotic part of psychopathic uh, attributes that are come along with that are more prevalent. And in that, that's just me having the ability to um, have a lack of concern for social norms, um, being overly concerned about people approving or people liking me and accepting me as I am, um, me just disregarding you know, things that have been put in place. Me, um, let's see what else. Um, hmm. It's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's different things that, yes, I've gone through and experienced and dealt with. Um, but all in all, this is why I say you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be willing to say, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to continue to hurt people. I don't want to continue to use people um, because I want to make sure and I want to be clear. Like one person literally said to me, I feel like you're using me. And I did not want that because I thought he and I were on the same thing here. Like, you know, we just and it was, he was like, I feel like you're using me. You're making me feel like you're using me. And I, I had to slow down and say, oh, that's not what this is. But maybe, you know, this is not what we need to be doing because that's not my intention to make a person feel used. Like I, I'm a person that I like to be in love. I just wasn't in love at the time. Um, so, you know, people with any kind of situation going on or mental disorder are always viewed negatively. And even with social anxiety, I had to get out of worrying about or thinking about or, or being concerned with how other people saw me. Because to know that I was doing what I needed to do to get the help that I required, that was good enough for me to get to where I needed to be. So in 2018, I decided because a lot of that stuff is in your mind, is their thoughts, you know. So in 2018, I took it upon myself to say, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to leave from a place of love. I'm going to, I'm going to live from my heart and I'm going to go forward with that. And that's when I put in the practice of being more of myself in self-embraced living. Now I didn't introduce self-embraced um, living or self-embraced life or self-embraced academy until 2021, I want to say, but I've been practicing way longer than that because I needed to accept me. It wasn't important. See, those disorders make you feel like it's important that these other people accept you. But I had to accept me. I had to understand that this emotional damage that I'm carrying, I have to work through it. Me. It wasn't the other person's responsibility. And I never put that responsibility on anybody. Not even my present husband. That was not his responsibility to work out anything that another man has done. That was up to me to work out. So I know recently I would go back and forth with my ex. Um, and then one day I just thought to myself, you know what? 
I don't know what that man is going through. I'm dealing with a lot. So Angel, whatever you did, and I text him, I said, you know what? Whatever I did so many years ago to hurt you, I am sorry. And I left it like that. I haven't heard from him since. Um, I haven't heard anything, but that was a that was from my heart. That was pure from my heart. Like, I am truly sorry. And I don't tend to say the words I'm sorry a lot. I'll say I apologize or but I was sorry because for someone to be so mad at me after so many years, I don't know how it affected whatever I did affected him. And like with my husband now, he is superior. You know what? I can't say that. Now that I know he's a sociopath. Um, but sociopaths have feelings. So I can't say he's furious. If he if he is upset, he's hiding it. If he is, you know, bothered, he's he's either hiding it or it's not there. And I'm more so leaning to it's not there. I'm more so leaning to the feelings that he said or portrayed to have for me just are not there because he doesn't know how to fit them there. Like they flow to him. Of course, and they made him feel all warm and fuzzy, but they had nowhere to stick because he I don't think he knows what he's in love with. Um, So that's that's that. So the, any apology I give to him won't go through. It's just words to him. It's a key to get into what he needs. That's how that is. So that's me. And this is my realization that from this year, this year was a frustrating year, not just for me, but this was a very frustrating year. Um, wow. Um, you know, so, and sociopaths are very independent. Sociopaths are very independent. Sociopaths love um, the only thing to me that I feel like the downfall is because it wasn't it wasn't a downfall with me that he was a sociopath it wasn't a downfall with me that you know he may have been in love with somebody else it wasn't a downfall the downfall to me is that a sociopath is someone who gives no thought to up and leaving a sociopath um does not value a connection, does not value marriage, does not value family. A sociopath, um, once they're exposed or once they just literally flat out don't get what they want, will go. They leave. And so me hearing this from him, I still wasn't putting two and two together because the way he forms the stories is he had to go. God gave him an opportunity to leave and he took the opportunity instead of just sitting down in his mess and looking at it and saying, okay, let me sort all of this out. Once you do that in whatever you're in and then you move on, you, you can't be labeled a sociopath. Sociopaths literally pick up and go. Their form of working it out is telling a person, give me this or I'm gone. Do this or I'm gone. Do that or I'm gone. And that's not the way life works. So um, I do believe that happened with me the other day. Hey, answer this question or it's over. And I'm like, wait, no, that's not how it works. We have to have a conversation because it's a two-way street. You want what you want. I want what I want. So let's work this out together. 
you know, if you want this to be transactional, it can be transactional. But it's not like that with him. It's literally answer my questions my way. Give me what I want my way or I'm gone. And I didn't say, well, go. I clearly said this is a discussion that we need to have. I need you to listen to me. I need you to stop yelling because I feel like all you want to do is yell. You're just choosing to yell. You're choosing to argue. And so it, once he said, we got to call it quits, that's the last thing I heard. I just hung up the phone because I'm not finna sit on the phone. With you constantly telling me, let's end this. And I'm telling you, let's work on this in, in so many words. You know, so many words he's saying, let's end this. In so many words I'm saying, let's work on this. So he really just needs to be able to function. And I get it. And I can respect that. But um, I'm going to live my life. God told me to live. And he said to live it abundantly. So that's what I am going to do. Um, so yeah, there is help. There are treatments. You have to invest in yourself. And if anyone that's listening to me, if you are yourself, <laughs> a narcissist, a sociopath, if you are in an abusive relationship, you know, if you just feel like your self-esteem is not where it needs to be, if you feel like you can't trust yourself, forget ta forget talking about trusting somebody else. If you can't trust yourself, please seek some kind of assistance. Seek help. Seek treatment. Or if it's that threatening, seek the police. Seek lawful authority. Um... Even if it's just your mind, you know you can go to the emergency department, the emergency room at the hospital. If you're just thinking thoughts that, you know, seem overwhelming, you don't have to just wait till you get a cut or a break or feeling sick and throwing up. You can go if your mind is not right. So therapy is supposed to help you access your feelings. And, 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 and when you access them, because sometimes people can access them, but you have to learn from them. You got to learn from all of the <clears throat> behavior that you, 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 you practice, you know, the negative consequences, the, 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 the awesome rewards. You have to learn from all of these things. So it's not one thing just to access your feelings, but you have to learn from this. And someone, someone can help you do so. I can help you do so. My therapy is different. I do use the CBT method, but, and of course, I'm biblically based. So you could call it Christian counseling. That's actually what my degree says is Christian counseling. But you have to seek help for yourself outside of, you know, anything else. You have to know and want to do this for yourself. Please don't look to somebody and do it for somebody else. Well, I want to get help because I want to be better for my husband. No, I want to be better for my wife. I want to be better for my children. It won't work out the way that you think it will. You got to be better for yourself. You got to get tired of doing the things that you're doing. You got to be, you have to get tired of putting people through the things that you're putting them through or going through the things that you're going through. However you want to look at it, you got to get this, you got to get to this point for yourself. A lot of narcissists have great improvement 
with treatment. I, I used to listen to one talk and he talks about being a narcissist and he talks about the treatment and how he's implementing it. But you got to have insight. And you know what? This is the year of insight. This is the year of insight. Next week, I'm starting a new journey, like literally putting some work together while I'm packing up, going through all of these things. And it's, it's, it's like material in my hands showing me what I need to leave behind and what I need to take move forward with me. Excuse me. I'm also going to be heavy into relationships this year. God has been putting it on me since 2016. He was like, girl, now. He's telling me right now. Back then, he was like, I wanted to talk about relationships. And I questioned him. I was like, God. And even then, I had just got divorced. I was like, God, you know, you know, I don't even feel like I'm in a place. Well, this was 2015. 2016 is when I started my training. But 2015, he was like, all right, you need to talk about relationships. Mind you, I just got divorced in 2014. I was like, God, you know what? I'm divorced. I don't really feel like I'm in the best position to be talking about relationships and marriage. And I told him, and I made a little deal with him. I was like, well, you know, I'll talk about relationships and having a relationship with yourself, and I'll do it like that. He was like, I'm going to give you a leeway for now. And he did. He gave me my leeway for years. But now it's at the point, like, all right. Because at first I thought last year, the beginning of last year, it was time because I had a husband. Me and my husband was going to do this together. God was quiet as kept. Uh, just recently, and I was sharing this with my husband in the car when we were out Um going to get something to eat together and i was telling him what god was telling me and he was like yeah good you know of course all for it persona anyways um but now it's like all right no more chances have you ever put yourself in a position where god be telling you you ain't got no more chances like this is your last chance god told me this about my marriage we was fucking up we wasn't coming together on shit and god was like look fix it and fix it now we didn't we still didn't fix it so now i mean the way he god was talking to me it's like look you, it's, it's barely have you ever had a hairline fracture i have that's this that's how my marriage is right now hairline fracture it ain't necessarily broke but it's a hairline fracture and god was like ain't no more chances it's no more chances you have a slim if y'all want to get this together, it's going to be some work. And it ain't nobody fault but ours. But at the same time, we can leave it be. Um, we're just going to have to deal with the consequences that come with that. I've seen those. I've seen us come together. And I've seen us when we go our separate ways, the way that we are. Because I really want to be friendly and a fr have a friend. Because he's a really good friend. But that wasn't even an option. And I did I don't understand how we can go from friends to just strangers and not knowing each other and just nothing at all, even if we don't want to be married or committed or parents together. Anyways, um, but I've seen the picture of me and my children um our children and how that affected him and how he responded and somebody had to humble him so the thing is 
I want to get what I need to get together. And that's what I'm going to do. Even though he's not here, he's not around, he's not coming back around. I'm still going to get the things that I need to get together and make sure that when it is time, I am, I'm on it. And so this year, I'm going to be sharing my journey and I'm going to be talking more and more about relationships and about marriage. I'm really going to get this together and have this available and just no longer hold off on it because I've been holding back a lot. Um, I'm going to be bonding with my family. I'm going to be more so committed to that aspect of my life because I was told that career comes second. So with that being said, there are, you know what? I don't want to leave without, um, Listen, you can go to Talkspace. You can go to OnlineTherapy.com, BetterHelp. Um, I hear about that. For women, it's um, it's a service called HERS. I don't know if it's HERS.com. I don't know. Google HERS, um, mental help. Um, but there are so many things. You could talk to your pastor, go to the church. There are ministers there. Uh, if you don't have a church, go to a church. You Like the pastors are there. They're, they That's what they are there for. Um, to help you all, to to take calls and to counsel you or just to listen to you. So if anything, people, there's a moral compass and then there's your conscience. Please, please use your judgment. Please use your judgment in the sense of right and wrong because we have that innate sense of right and wrong. We know what's right and we know what's wrong because you can feel it. And when you're doing something that, you you know is wrong and you feel you 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 take on the feeling of it's that's right that's something you got to deal with um so in your moral compass is not the same thing as your conscience but your moral compass can give information over to your conscience so that's a topic for another discussion i love you all Welcome into this new time, this new moment, this new adventure. So until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay healing. Thank you for listening.